Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning back into Truncated Thoughts presented by Prescouter, where we talk about trending healthcare topics for just a few minutes. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmier. With me, as ever, is Ryan LaRanger. Today, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and may go off the rails a bit today as we take a more futurist perspective on its impacts in healthcare. So Ryan, to get things going, let's start with an open question. What are you seeing as the big impacts in med tech and pharmaceuticals? So in med tech and pharmaceuticals, uh, when we're talking about med tech, um, that can include both the devices that you're wearing. It can also include a little bit how hospitals operate around those devices. And pharmaceuticals, we're talking about, I'll say in this case, uh, the development of drugs, finding indications, uh, managing some of these complex data sets. First of all, to take a quick step back, when we're talking about machine learning, what machine learning excels at is taking very, very complex, wide-ranging data sets and extracting from them insights that are very likely to be correct based on correlations and so on. Uh, So given all of that, when we're talking about med tech, you're looking at, uh, for instance, wearable devices, you're looking at larger diagnostic tools. A big thing that's happening in the artificial intelligence space in that vein is automated detection. There are a number of firms working on automated detection of cancer. in a number of forms, either by looking at, for instance, uh, radiology images or other scans in order to detect, as often very early stage cancer on a picture can look almost like normal tissue, but they are distinctive enough that a machine learning algorithm can capture it. But there are other methods looking for signatures of other symptoms that may correlate to a cancer diagnosis that artificial intelligence or a machine learning system can track that might be difficult for a doctor to do on their own. So that's one bucket. Uh, when we're talking about hospital operations, it's a little bit less, I'll say, amazing, um, but it's really, really important. It, a lot of this is around operations optimization. Scheduling in hospitals is ridiculously complicated. Um, the number of moving parts you have uh, to worry about to get a patient to the right place at the right time as quickly as possible. These are complicated optimization problems with a lot of moving parts. AI has gotten very, very good, and there are some companies, uh, some new ones, which are excellent at this, uh, are excellent at managing the movement of a patient from wherever they are to the ambulance to wherever they need to be. And in pharmaceuticals, uh, last but certainly not least, um, there are some very excellent machine learning tools being developed to not only manage pathway uh, pathways, drug discovery, there's some very interesting stuff going on there, but also the repurposing of old drugs by mining the data from old clinical trials in order to find potential new indications. <laughs> I just threw a lot out there, but... Um, uh, did all of that, generally speaking, make sense? Where would you like to go from here? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think we should go back to something you said earlier about people having Apple Watches and Fitbits that are you know, tracking vitals and, and perhaps you know, giving some indications as to you know, what a patient should do. Can you talk a little bit about how far we can push that? You know, how far will AI go where they might be able to inform a patient of a sickness or a condition 
before they even have to call their primary care physician. Maybe they can go directly to a specialist or maybe know which wing of the hospital to visit. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, that's a little bit of a regulatory can of worms. So first of all, it's important to note that machine learning isn't a monolith. Uh, we have development happening on the hardware side in machine learning, uh, better neural networks, better chip architecture that's optimized specifically for it. Um, even the development of new kinds of artificial intelligence systems, which are less correlation-based and are more physics-based, that's a separate conversation. Uh, and so the reach of these systems may necessarily change with time and development. That being said, with the current trajectory that we're seeing, there is a significant chance that we can have, and there are some groups working on this, where you can take the kind of data you're getting from an Apple Watch and other wearables and turn that into pretty robust potential diagnostic information. Now, uh, where are their barriers? Some of them are mathematics, some of them are sensor, some of them are, uh, you could call it something like the um, WebMD problem, where a system that is very sensitive may give the wrong diagnosis. And if it's an artificial intelligence system, who's responsible, right? It's, is the doctor responsible? But if the doctor's not involved, that's an excellent question. Uh, is the doctor working with the machine? And if so, how? And so in terms of immediate next steps, it's more you can think of machine learning or AI systems as recommendation and detection engines. And the barrier to their implementation on a scale, on a high scale, in part is going to be their communication with physicians in a HIPAA compliant and doctor reasonable mode. So when you bring that up, it actually makes me think a little bit about self-driving cars, right? You get into an accident with a self-driving car and you're a human driver. Who's at fault? I mean, I know the auto insurance uh, companies are, are listening, <laughs> maybe not to this podcast, <laughs> but, but they might be thinking about how do we underwrite something like that? So that kind of leads me to my next question of, you know, can you see a future where doctors are significantly supplementing their care or are even replaced by algorithms or even robots? You know, how, how might an intelligent robot be able to make that improvisation? Right. Oh, that's tricky. Um, so let's start with a bit of a challenge where let's imagine a doctor who has an artificial intelligence system that gives them diagnostic data, right? And then the doctor can either choose to agree or disagree with that diagnostic. Let's say the doctor agrees. The question becomes, why are they there? If the doctor disagrees and the AI was right, the doctor is liable because they were given information and they chose to ignore it. If the doctor is right and the machine is wrong and the doctor goes with it, then like that's its own problem. Then why is the machine learning system there? Because it didn't help them in any way. And so this decision matrix is one where almost every outcome of it is negative for a doctor. Before I go on, uh, does that make sense in terms of framing the challenge? Yeah, it, it seems like a real challenge, but it also seems like there's room for innovation there, that there's a way to, to 
address these decision areas and, and how a physician might use or might be pressured or incentivized even to use the decision-making modeling that comes from such a tool, um, how do you expect the role of AI to change you know, in the coming years? That's a great question. And you, I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but you identified a whole interesting clinical subfield of um, software called clinical decision support tools. Uh, these are plugins or add-ons that a clinician has at their disposal that will give them pop-ups to say, hey, I've no the artificial intelligence system will actually say, hey, I've noticed that this patient has these symptoms, you should do this thing in response. Clinical decision support systems presently have a very low adoption rate. Clinicians don't really like using them uh, on average, there are exceptions, uh, in part because they feel so much time pressure and it's they have decision fatigue. They just want to do their jobs. They don't want to have to fill out all these extra things. So moving forward, a big thing in innovation in healthcare with machine learning is going to be how do I effectively collaborate with a physician as opposed to dictate to a physician who can then agree with or ignore the diagnoses. Excellent. So <laughs> a potential collaboration uh, with machine and with man down the road. Uh, in an effort to keep our discussion short, we're going to tie off for today. Um, Ryan, thanks for your thoughts. And remember, uh, to our listeners, you can subscribe to the podcast at Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. If you are new to the podcast and like the format, we encourage you to go back, check out our previous episodes. And next time, we're actually going to continue this discussion and offer a bit more depth in some of these areas. So until then, thanks for listening.